Hey guys, this is Joy. And it's Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. And it's Thursday, even though we've been releasing a lot of random episodes here and there. We hope it's not too confusing. Welcome to Thursday. Your your previously dedicated Joy and Claire Day. Joy, you got a little pink in your hair today. Yeah. You know, so I think I texted you this yesterday. Um, I was going grocery shopping. And as you know, we're very responsible here in Colorado. And we're trying not to leave our houses. And we're still at safer at home. And we're trying to be very responsible with COVID. And so yesterday I went to Whole Foods. It's the first time I went to this shopping center in a long time. I've, I've usually just been like shopping at a closer grocery store. And I saw that this, this shopping center had a, a new Sephora. And I was just like, oh my gosh, they have a Sephora. And I looked again and it was open. And then I got very excited because Sephora was open. I haven't shopped for products in probably three months. I mean, except for Target, which also counts. Let's not discount that. But I feel like it, I also feel really guilty now if I'm shopping, even product shopping at Target feels like, you know, browsing is not really something that we should be doing right now because it feels irresponsible. It feels, it feels like, like, right. we should be, like you just got to get in and get out. You got to get in and get out. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have to go into Sephora. So I told Scott, I was like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe. So I get in there and I was like, this guy came up to me. He's like, can I help you? I was like, I'm just so excited to be in a Sephora. <laughs> And he was probably like, okay. He's like, can I help you with anything? I was like, no, I'm just excited to be here. <laughs> I'm just really excited to be around all the products. Anyway, so I got this color depositing conditioner. And as you guys know, I've played around with a lot of like pink tinting products. And this is by Moroccan Oil. Anyway, it's like pretty intense. I put it in this morning in the shower and it's like straight up pinky glee. So that's my, that's my story. And Scott this morning came out of the bathroom. He's like, did you dye your hair? Like he's so confused because it's like a pretty bold pink. And, uh, I was like, oh yeah, I just, you know, I got some conditioner with some color in it. And I swear he like looks at me like I'm crazy sometimes. He's like, you're 42, you're almost 43. Like, do we really need to have the pink hair dye and glitter? But Right. I just, I just always think of that part in Greece where she takes off like her little head covering and she has this like little pink, like cotton candy hair. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Scott just like gets that experience every time you walk out of the bathroom. He's like, what's it going to be? (laughs) He's like, you are just, yeah, you are just something. You know what, Scott? Scott doesn't have, for those of you who don't know Scott, Scott doesn't have any hair. So yeah, he has no hair. Maybe he he just can't relate. Well, that and I, he's I, he's like, oh, I'm just so jealous that you can do different things. But at the same time, he's like, when I had my hair really really short and I did like kind of like the buzz undercut, I think that's where he drew the line. He's like, you're not a skater, and you know, and, and I was, <laughs> you don't know that I could be. You don't know that. You don't know what I moonlight as. But he, yeah, uh, yeah he he takes a good uh, humor off of all the style things that I try. But he's he's really funny. Or there's t- there's so it's so funny how he will send me articles of clothing like he loves to shop at rag and bone and so he'll send me links to like these beautiful pieces at rag and bone and I'm like when am I gonna wear that like these beautiful teal like kitten heel sandals and I'm just like when am I ever going to wear that and why would I need to spend like $400 on them yeah and I'm just like when I love you so much for thinking of me and thinking that Mm -hmm. I could pull all of this off but when on earth am I ever going to wear that? Like, Scott, I don't live a life calves? where you, like, go out anymore. No, and, like, like these calves like, and the kitten you, heels look, they're at odds. Not some, they're at total odds. And so I'm like, I just, you know, I, I want to pull that off, but I'm just not sure I could in Colorado. 
and I don't go out anymore. Like if we go out, we just go chill at the barn downtown or the bar next door. And it's just like super casual. Colorado's super casual. So if you're not in athleisure, if you're like super dressed up, you're in your 20s going out as mm-hmm. you should. But it's not me anymore. So yeah, me and my peacock style. Scott's just uh, always having to put up with that. But it's just really funny because he's like this morning, he's like, did you dye your hair? Like last night when we went to bed, your hair was not pink. And now it's pink. What happened in the last eight hours? (laughs) Anyway. Okay. So what was I going to ask you about? What did you do recently? It's kind of a funny marriage hack thing, cleaning the garage for two hours. Oh, we can talk about it. So just to be clear, guys, we know there's a lot of heavy stuff going on. Obviously, there's a lot of serious topics and we're going and we plan on addressing that in this episode. But we wanted to start with a little bit of levity, a little bit of just kind of shooting the shit and doing some marriage hacks and doing, you know, talking about Sephora. I think it can be a little tricky right now kind of to find the balance between feeling like we're ignoring or avoiding what's going on versus recognizing and the fact that we, again, we talked about this in the last couple episodes, like you can't just talk about it nonstop forever. So nonstop. I mean, you you always, as long as we're always aware of it, we just kind of have to live in the middle sometimes and Mm -hmm. and always kind of Mm -hmm. look towards doing the work. But right now we're just talking about our silliness. Silly, silly lives. So here's so a marriage you hack. You texted me and you were like, you're like, here is a marriage hack. Uh, so is it Brandon's marriage hack? <laughs> it might be. So we are going backpacking this week and I'm very excited. It's something we haven't done since we had kids. We used to do it all the time. I used to actually be a backpacking instructor. Brandon and I, the very first conversation we ever had ever was because we, Brandon had a Knowles shirt on. If you guys don't know what Knowles is, it stands for National Outdoor Leadership School. Basically like the very first conversation we ever had was about the fact that we had both done month long backcountry trips, like backpacking and canoeing and um, mountaineering. And we haven't gone backpacking since we started, since we had kids. So we're going this weekend. And last night we were kind of like, okay, what are some things we need to get done before we leave? And I said, well, I'd like to get the garage, you know, our garage, we have a two car garage, but really it just is a one car garage because of all the crap we have in there. And I said, I'd like to get this kind of reorganized to the point where we could pull the car in. Like we need to put the workout stuff away. We need to kind of, you know, stuff just piles up. And so he was like, okay, let's do that. So I spent a couple of minutes helping him just kind of get it to the point where, you know, you could pull a car in, like just sort of reorganizing the piles. And then he, yeah. spe- and then he stayed out there for another almost two hours, like literally just reorganizing the entire garage while I like put Miles to bed, <laughs> like got some house stuff done. So I don't, Brandon's going to hear this and he's going to be like, that's not true. Brandon did a lot yesterday. Yeah. He was very, you know, he, he wasn't avoiding anything, but it was just funny because no. it like just seemed but like, just, I love it all was these. like a dog with a bone where he was like, he just got, yeah, it. he was like, uh, it's kind of like he just ran with thread it. and then like the whole thing unravels. Yeah. Yes. So you start with like, I'm going to organize my sock drawer. And then before you know it, the whole entire bedroom, right. everything's out in the middle and you're like Marie Kondoing everything, which by the way, yes. oh my gosh, this is speaking of Marie Kondo. Scott is in this very Marie Kondo phase where he just wants to get rid of everything. And it's driving me nuts because I'll be at work and he'll just text me photos of things and he'll be like, can I get rid of this? And I'm like, ah, ah, like, Scott, I need to, I have to I hold need, it and feel its joy. I need, yes, exactly. <laughs> I have I to think it energy. for its service. Come on, I can't believe Scott. you're just going to like, I have to like put my hands on it and make sure that it's okay with our yeah. departure. Like it was just so funny though. Cause last <laughs> week I was getting so frustrated. I'm like, I love when he gets on these cakes. Cause it really is like this right. cleansing, getting rid of stuff. But it also at the same time, it drives me nuts. Cause he'll be like, it's definitely a, what's the plan for this mode. 
where yeah. everything turns into but it's every single thing this? in your life yeah oh my gosh and the and the other thing that we were like it's just this is just covid reality of just being together so much where well i also know, hold on i want to paint yeah. the picture for our listeners also that like this is more time that you and scott have spent in each other's immediate presence potentially your entire marriage because scott marriage. typically travels like five plus days per month yeah yeah, so we've never had this this much together time. So we're very comfortable with being like, you need to leave the house. I the other day I told him I'm like, you're starting to perseverate. I cannot remember what it was. He was perseverating on something that was so benign that I'm like, you're starting to perseverate. You need to get out of the house right now. And he, he like went to Home Depot or something. I don't know what he did, but it was so funny. And I'm just like, these are the moments. Like the thing that drives me nuts the most and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so even if he did, he knows this. He'll like open the fridge. And if something is in his way, he'll be like, why do we put this here? But if it wasn't a problem, like if he didn't need to put anything there, it's not a problem. So I always say it's a problem when it becomes a problem for you. And it's so funny because he'll be like, why do we organize the drawer this way? I'm like, well, the only reason why is because it's a problem for you right now. So shut up. Like I don't know, arguments. Scott. If it, you're the only two people who live there, like just reorganize I know, it. And, and, I, I, and I, yeah, that's exactly what I say. He's almost like, oh, why do we put this here? I'm like, why don't you just move it? So yeah, anyone else yes. out there who's dealing with like minor couple struggles during the quarantine with so much togetherness, I feel yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so let's briefly touch on CrossFit because yeah, can we, can we briefly touch on that? Can we briefly touch on that? I don't even remember where we left off with our last episode. Honestly, if you guys listened to the episode we released over the weekend, we really gave our thoughts about kind of the current state of affairs, what's going on with CFHQ. And I think the biggest thing that just continues to surprise me, I don't know why I'm surprised, is that there just doesn't seem to be any shift in the process that the leadership is going through before they communicate things, mm-hmm. which by that, I mean that like, it's kind of like ready, fire, aim with their commentary. And yeah. you would think that by now they would have hired a PR firm or even like a crisis communication firm, but they haven't. And there just continues to be more stuff that they released where it's like, did anybody proofread this before they sent it out? Like for tone, right? did anybody right. raise their hand and say, and, and I think, the um, YouTube video and, and podcast episode that came out, which by Andy, basically by Andy, which um, basically, what's the name of what was the name of it again? Cleared hot, cleared hot, and and I, just be, just because I'm a stalker sometimes on iTunes charts, I happened to look through the top charts last week, and his podcast shot to the top thirty, I believe, of all podcasts, and I'm pretty sure it's because of that episode. Like, oh, would have had to be listened to that episode. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. So I just go ahead with finish your thought, but I want to say something really quick too about that. Oh, just that I think that like if we had recorded this episode right when that came out, I think we would have had a lot more to say. But now that I've had more time to process it, all I want to say is that yeah. the leadership that we were around, you know, Joy and I have spent probably a little bit more time than the average CrossFit community member around the leadership of CrossFit, CrossFit in person. Mm-hmm. Not every single person, but a lot of no. people we've had the... We've, had, we've yeah. like kind and, of been privy to the vibe a little bit. Sure. And, you know, our... We're like to this day have a pretty close communication with 
that group. And what I mean by that is like, if we were to call them up, they would probably answer. And I think the thing that has struck me is my own and our own role in not kind of seeking further questions or, and just letting it be for sure. Like, Oh, this, this just like, we always have said, and always, you know, even talked about on the podcast that the executive inner circle just felt very like an echo chamber. And, you know, it was obvious that everyone there was a yes man to Greg and that yeah, totally everyone, yes man. you know, and it, and it felt kind of like pretty toxic. And I think, you know, when Joy mm-hmm. and I went to Whistler in September for the 10 year affiliate gathering. Don't get me wrong. We were honored to be there because I, I still so really believe I know, in the we commitment. Feel, I feel like Brat's saying that because yeah. I'm just saying that now what we know now looking back, I'm like, wow, my feelings are kind of validated because it felt really weird. It felt toxic and, and not the affiliates. Like yeah. that's the, that's really the thing that no, I want to continue. Like, not and the I affiliates think, at all. Right. It was more just about like being around the inner circle of the executive leadership team where it just felt like, wow, this is weird. Like, right. And that really solidified our decision that we had been in the process of making for years about moving our podcast officially out of the CrossFit space. And mm-hmm. I wish that we had been more vocal about that. But I also think, and not but, and I also think we let ourselves off the hook by saying like, well, we're not in that space anymore. So we're just going to, you know, kind of like leave it, leave it in the past. The past is in the past. And I also think that it's one of those things where, again, like I don't want to try to evade responsibility for any of this, but I think being around that group, it was sort of like, well, we just don't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not a part of it, so we just don't get it. And we're just grateful to be nominated, right? We're just grateful to be here. But seriously, yeah, you know, it's so true. It's mm-hmm. so true because we just be, when you don't know anything, you just kind of assume that things are normal and this is how things are run. And because we're not that close, but we're kind of close, that we're just like, well, I guess this and is it, just how it is. And, and it it's must not like just, we worked for them. No. And it must just be something that we're not getting. Like it must just yeah, be, there must just be something sure. that we don't see that we're just not getting. And, and you know, it's, it's like feels pretty toxic, feels a little weird, feels a little echoey, but you know, we, it just might, it, there must just be something else here that we're not seeing. And apparently that was not the case. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think too, like, you know, whether or not we are, that we were even going to talk about this, I know that we discussed maybe just not even talking about it at all because we're like, hey, we're not really a a CrossFit podcast anymore. Well, we spent seven years in that world. So it's really something that I've been struggling with where I'm like, it's sad. It's really, really sad. Everything that's happening. At first I was angry and I'm trying to get through my anger and not sound so angry on every single podcast. One of my good friends who we've had on, Gary was like, you sound, you don't sound well. (laughs) I'm concerned about you. I'm like, I'm not okay. The world is ending. He's like, the world isn't ending. It's transforming. I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Anyway. Hi Gary. I love you. But yeah, I've been angry. And you guys probably have heard me. I am angry and I'm pissed off at everything that's happening. But there was a part of me that just wanted to ignore it. But we've also been challenged by some people writing in being like, hey, you need to be accountable that you played a part in this. And so yeah, I mean, I guess we have played a part in it. Because not only with the lack of diversity in CrossFit, we absolutely played a part in that of just letting that be what it was. And so these are things that I'm just reflecting on a lot that doesn't necessarily mean I'm sharing it all on the podcast, but I am reflecting a lot on everything that's gone on and how we were accountable to just kind of going with that mm, mentality, going with that culture, going with all of that. So 
But we're here to talk about it now. And I don't know if we, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who still listen who are in the CrossFit world. And we'd love to keep hearing from you. We hear from some people who are like, yeah, I haven't. I mean, just because you don't go away from your gym and they're still an affiliate, I just hope you're having important conversations. I think that's the bottom line is you're not a bad person if all of a sudden you, if you're still at your gym, but if they're not having important conversations of how they can, you know, make the space a safer place for people of all color, all genders, all ages, identities, uh, all, all identities. I think that that's something that you really need to challenge your gym of what the plan is moving mm-hmm. forward. What's we the plan recently, for this? What is the plan for this? And what is the plan for this? What is the plan? If you walk into your gym and everybody looks like you, you need to do the hand motion and go, mm-hmm. what's the plan for this? What's the plan? Put on your what's for the this? plan for this hat and just Please? march up to your gym owner. And march up to your coaches and your community and your fellow athletes, because it's not just on the leadership. It's on you as the community. It's a collective effort, no matter what space you're in, at work, at, you know, anywhere. I also do think, you know, one thing we posted, I reposted this on our Instagram stories last week, and I can repost it again. But there was a thread that I really appreciated that it was like, if you're just beginning this work, don't just rush up to your leadership and start asking tough questions because when they come back to you for a dialogue, you're not going to have, you're not going to know what to say. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, but engage with other people in your community who are not new to this and see how you can work together. You know, so Mm -hmm. it might not be appropriate for you if you have never really taken on that conversation before to take it on with the corporate headquarters of your job. But there is someone else in your community who has been doing this work and they're probably pretty overloaded right now, but reach out to them. Don't ask them to do it for you, but if they have positioned themselves and make sure they are someone who has positioned themselves as someone who is a resource and wants you to come to them, it might not be appropriate for you individually to start having those conversations already. I also think yeah, one I think thing... That's another, I just think it's a good reminder too to make sure that you're doing a lot of work, that we're all doing work, that we're all doing work without having to announce it or mm-hmm. have to let other people know that we're doing the work. It's just like, this is not something that we have to announce every single thing that we're doing. It's just so important that you really talk to your close circle. These are really important things going on in the world. And, you know, I just listened to, not to, not to change the subject, but again, like COVID's a big issue. COVID... Mm-hmm is still out there. And I think that that's something that we just we can't let that be a pandemic within a pandemic also, because I mean, it is a pandemic within a pandemic of the disproportionate number of black people being affected by COVID-19. We also have Black Lives Matter and the protests and the murders, the number the number of black people being killed by police are just continuing to rise. And that's something we've seen on the news even this weekend in Mm -hmm. Atlanta, and then more protests are coming up. So we have a lot of work to do. And I think that there's a lot of comments that came in on our feed that were like, I'm just so tired of all the news. 100%, 100% everyone's tired. You are not alone. You're not alone. So if you're tired, take a quick break. No one's telling you to sit in front of the TV and watch news 24-7. But the fact is we're all in this. We're all in this really, really difficult time. So how are we going to handle it? It's like one of those things where it's real easy to want to ignore and want to go back into your bubble, especially if you're a white person and be like, well, I guess I'm just going to go back to work. And I'm, you know, like one of the listeners said in our recent uh, voice memo where she's like, what is your, what is your plan? Will you still be working on this six months from now? Yeah. And I, I wanted to read kind of on that topic. And I think I have a lot to say today about social media in general and our well, use yeah, of social media right now. I took a break. But one thing right. I do want to say, we got an interesting email just this morning that I 
I think brings up something too about like the the post of like, well, as a white woman with privilege and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to read it real quick. So she says, I usually I love your new direction with this is Joy and Claire. I usually wholeheartedly agree with you. The only thing I haven't is regarding social media posts by white women. As a teacher who has done years of courageous conversations on race training, the quote, as a white woman intro is a way of keeping things personal, local, and acknowledging that my perspective is informed by my identity and there are multiple perspectives. I also know that some of my Facebook friends are not as far on this journey. By owning my privilege and explaining why all lives matter posts are hurtful, I may have the ability to change some hearts and minds. What I do grow tired of is white women telling others what to do about racism. That's why I keep my post personal to the work I am doing on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I that that's a that. good point. And I also think, you know, we, one thing that I'm trying to keep in mind just in general about everything is, is not assuming, not, not making presumptions on telling other people how to process this. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people are being turned off by Mm -hmm. on social media is feeling like they're being told how to process this. And I would agree with that. I, I still kind of stand by not needing to see so many manifestos out there. However, if it's with an inner circle, and you're posting it to some inner circle friends, like, fine, I I just don't need to see 100 white women posting about and again, I guess maybe I am telling people how to process this. But I'm like, I just like that still is going to bother me. But I, mm-hmm. at the same time, I agree with not being like, here's what you need to do. And I also recommend everybody go listen to This American Life that just came out today. The today's uh, June 15th, that This American Life episode is really, really, really good around this topic. So I highly recommend you listen to that one. It, it, I think the episode's called Here Again. I think you and I also in general, and I mean, I don't know about your relatives and things, but the people that we follow and who follow us and who we're friends with on social media are probably a little bit further along in this conversation than maybe a lot of other people's close friends and family. And so we're coming to this from a space also of living in a a more progressive area and a a little bit more significantly more liberal communities. And so, sure. Yeah. You know, that's our perspective as well. Um, That's a good point. The other thing I wanted to say about social media. So I, I deleted social media off my phone this past weekend, I've deleted Facebook on my phone years ago and never looked back, but I've really held on to Instagram. And I was getting to the point over last week where I was just, my, my baseline anxiety level was very high. And to the point where I felt raw, you know, I just felt like I was having a heart, like physical manifestations of anxiety. I was having a hard time taking deep breaths. My body temperature was not regulating. I was freezing cold. I was super, super thirsty. Like, things like really yeah big red flags huge red flags of my body basically being like you can't keep doing what you're doing we are not okay and i would also like to point out that you don't have to wait to get to that point no you don't before you're having like i was getting migraines from consuming so much information especially when all the crossfit stuff came out because i was just like yeah boom 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 i was just like i was almost obsessed with it and i just noticed i was getting bad headaches anyway continue so i think so this is twofold I just post, put in an Instagram put an Instagram post up about this not too long ago, basically saying that like I feel like because we've all been hearing like don't turn away, don't turn away, don't turn away. Right, right. The way right. that a lot of us have interpreted that is to mean like take in as much information as humanly possible at all moments. And right. I was reacting to that don't turn away mandate by literally being on my phone for on Instagram, not on my phone on Instagram for three or four hours a day. Oh and my god. Reading That's people constantly tiring. on stories, constantly on the like yeah. engaged on like the explorer tab, constantly oh, reading people's comments. And Yikes. 
right. And like when I say it, it sounds insane, but that's what I was doing because I felt like, well, this is me not, I can't turn away. I can't look away. And so if I have a spare moment, I have to be trying to engage on social media. That's what, you know, that must be what that means. And so finally on Friday, I just deleted it. I was like, I need to just, I can't. And a couple of things put me over the edge and it was twofold. One of which was that I was reading the comments on like Katrin and Annie's posts about how they wouldn't be competing in the games until CrossFit HQ made some big changes. And I was just getting so angry angry. at the way that people were reacting to them. And it just, but it also was like, I can't, I'm not going to engage here because like, what am I going to do? I don't know these people. Other people are already yelling at them. Like I don't, it just felt, here's what it felt like. Social media to me last week turned into a mosh pit. Yeah. Where it really did. It didn't, like I was just being tossed around. I didn't feel like I could get my bearings. I didn't feel like I was doing anything useful. Yeah, sure. I was in it, but right. but for what? What was I doing? Nothing. I was yeah. just contributing to this mosh pit. And yeah, the other thing that happened, and- right, was like late last week on my personal Instagram, I had some interactions that made me realize that... Okay, so we always say to our listeners, we love it and it's there's no higher compliment to us than when you tell us we feel like we know you. Like when mm-hmm. you come to us and say, I feel like I know you. And we, we say like, we feel like we know you too. Because we do. We feel that way. But at the end of the day, we don't actually know each other. And that has, that operates in both directions. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I posted something on an Instagram story and some people took it in a way that I didn't intend it. And that was on me for not, you know, thinking like, I just, in my yeah, mind, but, I thought. And the, all reality the, of, and the reality of that is that can happen with anything. That can happen truly, with anything. But I get what you're saying. And I, yeah, yeah. And I think I felt, the, like, suddenly I realized, like, I have been assuming too strongly that other people know me. Yeah. And they don't. I I did that happen to me recently too. Yeah, go ahead. And yeah. it was like I think I've I've like held on to that too. I've used that too strongly, where I've yeah. let myself get too comfortable with the people who yeah. follow me, and think like, yeah. well, they're just gonna get it because they know me. They know me. Yes, I know that feeling where you're like, yeah. whoa, you you think that about me? And I think that everyone listening who's never met us in real life, you don't know us. I mean, you know our voices and you right. know what we say on the podcast, but I bet you anything, if you met us in person and you were friends with us in real life, you would have a completely different Well, of course you would. And, we are as and people. Of, and of course, yeah, we would have a completely different perspective yeah. on you. It goes both ways. Totally. Like, even, right. you know, we love and appreciate the, this community to the- comfort. Yeah, right. Like we love and appreciate you guys to the ends of this earth and we wouldn't right. do this every week if we didn't, but you are a much more complex person than we will ever know. And we, you know, and vice versa. And when I had this interaction on my personal Instagram, it just made me realize like, wow, I've really been taking for granted how well my followers who I don't actually know, how well they, I thought they knew me. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that to be like, you don't know me, but more to just say like, and the reason that this came up was because this exact same post, I later on in the day had a conversation with with my best friend who I have known since I was in high school and and she immediately got it and immediately understood and I'm not just not to say that I only want to surround myself with people who agree with me but yes man when we started having this conversation you know it went back and forth a little bit and I, but I didn't ha- like it came from a place of okay I see what you were going for here not like right. not from a place of like what the hell was that right and I think that ultimately was where I had to check myself and realize, okay, this is on 
me as much as it's on everyone who follows us to have that reality check and have it with every single person that you follow who you don't know well in real life. And Mm -hmm. to realize that it's not, first of all, I think the reality is that knee jerk reactions on social media are never, (laughs) there's never a time and place for them. Like they're never the right, they're never the right thing to do. They're never the right thing to do. You know what I equate it to is driving Mm -hmm. everyone. And I was just, this is how my brain works. I was driving the other day and I just, or I was in line the other day. Same thing. People always assume the worst. The default is assuming the worst of someone and getting annoyed with someone. I'm just, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to guess it's very rare that someone who's driving and if someone cuts them off is like, oh, well, I mean, everyone kind of has like a knee jerk, angry, that was a personal attack against me or you a-hole or like the person who just flipped me off the other day because I was driving the speed limit. And then this lady was in line the other day and they were going really slow because actually it was at Sephora and she was mad because it was taking too long because they were just reopening and they had to have certain things. They could only do one register at a time because they can't have multiple people standing close to each other. And she looks at me and I just can't, you can't see my face, but she just gave me this look. And then she looked at the cast register and she goes, can you open another register? And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like these, it's so natural to just get angry. And I, those are kind of extreme examples. Like there's not a lot of people who would do that. Like she, she was a little extreme, but I noticed that same thing with comments and people who just kind of have like that natural tendency to get angry. And I found that was happening to me too last week where I was like, I'm just in an angry place. I've been in an angry place. Yeah. And then people just kind of want to snap judgment, especially with something like what you posted right. where you're like, ah, this is not like who I am and this is not what I meant. And I think the thing that I, that really like, usually I am very good at just brushing things off. And I'm very good at understanding when to take things seriously, but not personally, as Hillary Clinton sure. said. Yes. Oh, I like that. Take things seriously, but not personally. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Hillary. Thanks, Hillary. She's got to be the queen of that. Yeah. And she's, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> um, no. I think the reason that I have really been reflecting on this was that ultimately I ended up backpedaling on the post that I had made. Right. And you would kind of like justified. Yeah. You like, oh, here's where right, I clarified and like, here's in it. What okay. I meant. Here's yeah, what I meant. Right. And Looking back on that later that day, it was like, I really didn't, you didn't feel like I didn't you need to do that. To yeah. And, you know, and in the moment, it was this reaction of like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I just want to like, I'm confused as to why this is going on. I feel very like, just like, wait a minute, what just happened? Why is this the reaction that is happening? You like, know, like, did you feel like people were thinking, what was, what was the feeling around? Like, what did they, did they misinterpret it? It wasn't did even they, that. It was that like, okay. I think, and again, I take ownership of the fact that like I, I posted something that I didn't mean, not that I didn't mean, but that like I had not read it verbatim, literally. I had read okay. it as like a, this and is And you don't want to say what it was because you just I don't want to feel that, that person being okay. called out. They, okay. They're a podcast listener. Okay. And it's, oh, it was see. a couple okay. of different people. It wasn't just, so this one person, if they're, if they're sure. listening and have figured out who they are, it was a okay. co- combination of people and a combination of sure. reactions. Okay. But. I don't because I don't want the listeners to be like, "What did you repost?" I'm no, so it wasn't, frustrated. And like, you're it wasn't not telling anything, us. I don't think it was anything. I didn't feel like it was controversial, and I think that's sure. the end of the day. Like, okay, for me, it was a thought starter. Okay. I can now easily see how it was. You know, it could be like if you are a di- have a different thought process than I do, the way that you would read it. But that was what. That's what I mean. Is like I I took for granted that other people would 
know me well enough to know where I was coming from. Sure. And I, and I just realized like, I can't do that. You know, like I have, even on my personal Instagram, over 4,000 followers, I certainly don't know all those people personally. Right. And so that was the other thing I, I did is I set my personal account to private. Mm. And I was like, you know, I don't want... I've done that for a long time and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, I've I've enjoyed having a lot of interaction on my, on my stuff. Like, I love reposting memes. Like, that's kind of my thing on Instagram stories on my own personal profile. I like, that's what I do all day. If I need a break, I'll like just repost a meme. I love posting pictures of my kids. Like, I love posting pictures of my family. I think this has also just made me reflect so much. And then when I took the time off Instagram this past week, or this past weekend, it made me reflect so much on the way that we have started to use social media as, again, kind of a mosh pit. And mm-hmm. also as a as a substitute for real interactions, personal right. interactions, totally. but also like like for people who are out there calling people out who they don't know personally. Totally, th- totally. Like I hope That's that for think- every person that you're yeah. calling out on Instagram, you're also calling out like your racist grandma, or you're also yeah. calling out. You're also writing to your elected official. Like I hope for every you know totally, person out totally, there totally. that you're using an ounce of that effort towards calling out yourself and recognizing your own patterns. And, you know, I wish that for every post that you saw that, that hit that you could like hit the wrong chord as soon as you read it, you would immediately turn that lens and inward and say, have I ever done that? Mm-hmm. And yep. Yep. And I think of like recently something that I've been thinking about with all of social media is what do I want to give oxygen to? So any type of thing that's bothering me, if I continue to think about it, or if I continue to put energy into it, or if I want to make a comment about some against something that someone else said, and it's really bothering me, a comment is not going to solve anything. And that's another thing I got caught up in last week, I was like tweeting a couple things about Dave. And I mean, truly, I, I stand by it, because I wanted to say it, and I wanted to put it out there. But as far as um, a couple people tweeting back that were really rude, and they obviously don't listen to the show, or they don't listen to the podcast. I was like, I'm not going to put oxygen to that because I don't want to give that life. And I want to use my energy in a better space. And I really think collectively, if everybody thought that way, or at least started to think of about how you're using social media, and it really is a powerful tool if you use it the right way. I know I'm stating the obvious, but it's like, if we continue to just fight this fight on social media, then we're not going to make any progress. And right now, progress is what we need to be focusing on and how you individually can contribute and that is within your inner circle truly your inner circle and within your community and with the people you talk to and the people you interact with and the groups that you join and the schools that you go to and the politicians that you elect i mean that is truly where you need to put that energy and i think that that's something that is a really good thing to start thinking about especially now like how much time you would save trust me you're not missing out on anything there's no fomo We've done it. We've done the research for you. You're not missing out. Like, Claire, did you miss out on anything when you took a Zero break? things. And in fact, it just felt like, oh my gosh, I have space to breathe. And here's the thing. I absolutely think that social media is an incredible tool. I think if it if it were it's not for social media, tool. we would not be where we are today. Starts, no, it I think started, it starts movements. It starts yeah. movements. The, and But like, is this going to be solved on Instagram? Absolutely not. No. I'm not saying that it, it is not it, a tool it, for you I to... Think it like, I think it like sparks the flame. Yeah. And and I also think it's a great place for you to go to hear a diverse range of voices and opinions sure. and then take that and put it in your heart and deal with it. Don't mm-hmm. deal with it in the comment section. Don't deal, you know, and I think that was yeah. the biggest thing that I can't, the biggest, I mean, we're only talking about two or three days off of, in, off of Instagram and I never, I already never wanted to go back. And it just immediately felt like, 
okay, I am not so, I don't even want to say insulated, but like Instagram, if I never go back on Instagram ever again, it's not like I'm never going to find out what's going on in the world. No, yeah. And gives us a false sense of knowing about the world. And we really, I think it gives us a false, I mean, I think it gives us a participation ribbon. I think Mm -hmm. that it gives us a false sense of doing work. And again, I'm not saying that there's no work being done on Instagram, but I think it's few and far between of the energy that people are actually putting into it. I think that there are few and far between accounts and few and far between messages that actually need to be seen and heard. And it's not up to me to decide who those are and what those are. But I know that a lot of what's out there right now is a lot of anger, a lot of just people being shitty for the sake of being shitty because it feels good to just take it out on someone else in a no consequence environment. Mm Mm-hmm. And yes. it, I think in a lot of ways, it brings out the worst in people because yeah, I do <laughs> do too. It's like, it's like driving again. It's mindless. Yeah, like you don't this have to is think not about s- it a lot. It's safe to just fight against in a keyboard. I mean, I know I'm just stating the obvious. Yeah. All of this, and it, but. it just, it, you don't have to, like, I remember reading something a couple of years ago about like social media and kids and it was talking about cyberbullying and that cyberbullying is so much easier because if you look at someone in their face and say, you know, you're a stupid head. You have to watch their face fall. You have to see them physically react. And it doesn't feel good to watch someone react to you that way. There Mm -hmm. are like brain thing, you know, brain chemistry, your brain is set up to have a reaction to someone else's pain. Mm -hmm. And if you have to sit face to face with someone and watch them react to you berating them, you're that's going to feel bad for you as well. And so you're not going to continue to do it. However, if you don't have that two way feedback, and you're just drilling and drilling and drilling into them, you never get that conversation. It's a one way conversation. And it's just, you know, it's so here's the thing. Life is 99% projection. I truly, truly stand by that. So you're basically just projecting all day, which feels really shitty. And I know that there's a lot of people out there like, no, but I'm actually really nice. I'm like, yeah. And there's times when I just want to have everybody, including myself, take a good hard look. You know, even the comments that I put out last week, where I, was, I mean, I'm totally admittedly said millions of times on this episode that I was, I've just been so angry. And a lot of the things that I was putting out was just out of pure anger and I don't regret it, but I just, I'm like, yeah, I need to kind of clean up my side of the street. So yeah, just something really important to think about too, but um, we can all constantly kind of reevaluate this stuff. And I think with all the stuff going on in 2020 and beyond, I mean, it's really just been, a lot of this has been happening for a long time. I think it's just the, the culmination of all of these things is really kind of making us take a good, hard look at everything that we do and how we can affect one another and improve. So can we, we end with a couple quick questions or did you have other thoughts about your social media cleanse? Okay. May wanted to know what books we're reading recently. And I wanted to really put a shout out to, I know a lot of people are reading Ibram Kendi's book, um, How to Be an Anti-Racist. And it's really, really good. And he reads it and he's got a lovely voice, but he's also done a lot of podcasts recently. He's been on Brene Brown's podcast. He's been on the Armchair Experts podcast. So I would highly recommend that book along with all the other books in the reading list that you've seen on social media. Please check them out. But I just have to say like on a lighter note, I've been, I've read Phoebe, all of Phoebe Robinson's books. She is a podcaster and a comedian and she is one of the hosts of Two Dope Queens, but she also hosts So Many White Guys, the podcast. And um, those seasons are older, but I've, you know, I've gone through the collection, but um, I think she's doing a new season, I hope, but it's such a good podcast. She's so funny. And I've read a lot of her books over the years, but I had to go back and just re-listen to... um, (laughs) 
everything is trash. And I, I just have to say, like, if it's, it's okay, if you listen to lighter, lighter hearted books right now, comedy books, like if you just kind of need to check out, that's, that's kind of like how I'm coping with everything right now is I'm just kind of listening to comedy, but I'm listening to important work as well. And I'm kind of trying to balance everything with some lighthearted stuff too. But if you need a good support, Phoebe Robinson's work is great. And by support, I just mean kind of like a, a laughing, something that's lighthearted. She's great. And her podcasts. She's written, I think, two books now, but she also did her show on HBO as well. She's she's awesome. So that's that's what I'm reading right now, along with a lot of podcasts as I'm usually listening to. Let's see. A lot of people were just kind of commenting about their gyms and the struggle that they're having with their gyms and the conversations there, which I totally understand. And one person even commented and said after they quit because of the de-affiliate, or no, because they didn't de-affiliate, disaffiliate. She said they blocked her on Instagram. Like that's a horrible, that's, that's kind of crappy. That's kind of crappy. So I just want to also acknowledge like everyone's in the CrossFit world. If you're not in the CrossFit world, this may sound really silly for me to say, but I just want to acknowledge that it's, this is really sad. It's like, it's sad. And, you know, I've been really hoping that CrossFit pulls things together and gets their crap together. But then I go on Dave Castro's Instagram the other day and he posted a huge group gathering with like a hundred people smushed together in a group photo. And I just almost threw my phone across the room. So let's just keep, let's just keep praying that they get their crap together. I think that's it. Everyone else just kind of, we had, we had a couple people just kind of chiming in being like, I want to just, you guys talk about light things, but I also want you to acknowledge the tough things going on in the world. So please just know that we're going to talk about both because this is, these are all important topics and we feel that we want to use our platform, even though it's rather small in the, in the podcast world for facilitating tough conversations or just listening to you as well. We really want to listen. So please continue to send your feedback, your emails to thisisjoyandclaire at gmail.com. You can also hit the contact button on our Instagram profile page and you can leave us a voicemail by hitting the contact button or an email and that'll come right to us. So that's it for this week. I think we covered a lot. Have a good week. We love you guys. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.